0: Hello. Welcome to another edition of the Knife Party Podcast. Actually, in a way, this is more of a Slimac Radio hybrid of Knife Party. I'll get to that in a second, but foist. Patreon.com slash Knife Pod is where you can join the party. I'd buy that for a dollar. Well, that gets you our new Power Glove podcast. It happens every other week, and for I got five kids to feed for $5, you get that, plus you also get an endorsement or a shout-out every single week, and Slime Wreck Radio, so that's a bonus, what, episode every week? That's pretty cool. As you know, I put out two a week, so, you know, that means your Monday when you're going to work, and you're like, oh, fucking hate Mondays. You get us, and then you get, oh, Wednesday, hump day. You get that, and then on Friday, oh, you get to go home and fuck my wife. You get that as well. Um, And then our Stop the Bike, Stop the Bike for $20. Not only can you request an episode, and if you live in the area, watch it with me and be on the show. If you don't live in the area, we can still do it on uh, Skype or Teams or whatever your method of video communication is. And uh, that's a lot of fun, uh, such as H1N1Zombies, who's kind of a regular on the show now. He's, he's uh, been in the Patreon. And also Nick Neo, who hasn't been on the show. And he's kind of an ass because he always picks movies I hate. But that being said, I am obligated to watch them because those members of Stop the Bike get to actually choose a show every month. And it is on the to-do list here at the night party. Um, So shout out to them, and also Pod is Killing Me. Pod is Killing Me is a type of negative podcast, which if you don't know by now is my favorite band and always will be, and uh, big fan of them because not only do they actually have good facts, some I didn't even know, but also they do 90s music in general, and that's a lot of fun because that was my era that I grew up in you kids today you don't know what good music is but in the 90s we actually had good music Uh, 80s as well i mean obviously you the synth wave you could hear the influence I, i guarantee um so yeah uh let's see if you're listening on a on youtube or or you know your friends playing this and you just happen to have an iphone still i don't know why you do but maybe you do we're not on itunes obviously uh, but you can find some of our episodes on YouTube. We get pulled there a lot for music and clips and everything else. So my thousand year war with YouTube is uh, still on. Um, it's a one sided adventure, though. They're, you know, they're pulling me. I'm not being. Did you know the craft episode? It says it was written by Paul McCartney because I used a cover of. It... <sighs> Paul McCartney didn't write my episode he he wrote tomorrow never knows, and it was covered by like less than Jake or some shit like that and anyway, these are the reasons I'm getting pulled from YouTube, and I'm not on iTunes for other reasons so you might want to go to knifepartypod dot podbean dot com and that's my little website I invented for Apple users or just people that want to stream and say don't want to subscribe um. And also, our Podbean app is actually pretty dope. Uh, I prefer the Podbean app, uh, Podbean Podbean app over Spotify when it comes to podcasts because you automatically download your podcasts and they're saved, so you could listen to them when you go camping or if you're in a tunnel, stuck in traffic, or whatever. You don't. It's not like a a feed it's an actual download thing. And, uh, when you play them, you can automatically download, uh, uh delete them or you could keep them or whatever. So if you want to archive shows that get taken down or whatever, not by me, but other people as well, other podcasts, it's pretty cool. So if you like to wake up and just go, Oh, I have three new podcasts downloaded from three of my favorite shows. Hopefully this is your favorite, but I do recommend that, um, pretty cool app free to download. And the other cool thing, no ads. I know, right? Except for mine. Uh, But mine are spoken word, and I try to make them a little funny. And uh, give credit where credit is due. So today, I mentioned Slymark Radio. At least I think I did. Did I? Uh, Anyway, um, Slymark Radio. If you guys don't know, uh, that's how I got into podcasting. It was my first ever podcast with one Jonathan Fallon, who is now on Hoodcast AF. They are the NWO of collectibles. Now, here's one thing I do not like about that man. He does not shout me out as much as I do him. I shout him out every goddamn episode, and he's not even a Patreon. But he is my brother and my cousin. It's a really long story. It's weird. Um, and... Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, slime wreck radio. I think this was back in twenty. I want to say it was twenty fifteen, but it might be twenty sixteen. We um, we recently just went camping uh, this month, or la- sorry, last month, so June of um, of twenty twenty three, and he had a bunch of episodes archived. So you know, by the campfire, we were just listening to a bunch of old slime wrecks, and he had one we had a couple uh that I thought were really funny and they're movie related. So this and also the Left Behind Nick Cage movie and it's funny cuz Nick Cage is going to come up in a second. Uh and I'm like, "You know what? Those are actually good for the knife party." So I'm going to go ahead and take those do a little intro on it and go ahead and air it. And it's not because I'm lazy and you know, I'm just oh, throw it up at an episode. As you guys know, I'm a workhorse, dude. I do Two week. So, uh, well, actually three, if you're a Patreon member, just hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, But I thought it was very relevant because we have a Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming out on October 27th of 2023. Am I going to see it? Yeah. Um, Am I going to see it in the theaters or rush out? Am I excited for it? Not really, because I already saw it with Nick Cage. It's called Willy's Wonderland. It was a great movie. I fucking love that movie. The soundtrack's amazing. The movie is hilarious. Um, it's a little spooky. Speaking of spooky though, there's only a few things that in my life scared the shit out of me. Okay. And it was Return of the Living Dead was the scariest movie I've ever seen when I was a kid. I was a 10 or 11 when i saw it and it scared the shit out of me jaws has always been one of my favorite movies and one of the scariest movies that being said it, it, i'm very hard to scare you know zombie movies always scared me when i was a kid the fear of being eaten i think is what it is that's why sharks and uh sharks and zombies you know kind of freak me out but when it comes to video games Um, The only video games that actually scared the shit out of me was um, when I was 12 years old. uh, PlayStation just came out. Um, So this was like... I think I got mine Christmas of 96? So uh, Christmas 96, um, I got a Sony PlayStation, and the first game I got was Resident Evil. And man, did that game scare the shit out of me, especially because I didn't have a memory card. So... (laughs) I never even got to the first fucking typewriter. You know, I would just play this game until I died and I put it away and try it the next day. And oh, man, that I'm telling you to this day, that zombie, when he turns around slowly to the left, the T-Room zombie, y'all know what I'm talking about. It scares This is scaring me now, but it for the longest time, it scared the shit out of me. And I figured out why, actually, because uh, the graphics are dated, but that eyeball isn't. And check this out. That eyeball was actually, because I researched the shit, is a cor a real corpse's eye. They actually took a real life corpse and sh- 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 cut it and put it in that eye socket. And that's why that dead eye is so terrifying with the no eyelids and everything else. And here goes another thing too. If you notice he turns to his left. And if he turned to his right, it wouldn't be that scary. There's something about the human brain. I I did some um I've, I've heard some theories on this where we don't, especially if you're right-handed, the, even the reason why they call it, if you're sinister, quote unquote, that means you're left-handed and there's something about the left-handed, uh, or the, the image of things coming to the left. They even say your left eye is the evil eye, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyway, I, I doth protest too much here. Uh, but, but it, yeah, that zombie scared the shit of me. The, and then Silent Hill First time I played uh, Silent Hill 2. Uh, That was, I was a little bit older. I think it was like 2001. I remember 9-11 happened right before that game came out. That game scared the shit out of me. And then a little bit older, I played Five Nights at Freddy's and it scared the shit out of me. And you might go, Zach, you're a pussy. Those are jump scares. Yeah, well, like I said, I could watch any fucking horror movie and they don't bother me at all. You know, um, and video games usually don't... I think it's because you're in control and it makes it scarier, especially when you have clunky controls such as like Resident Evil or Silent Hill where the controls are quite clunky. You know, this game, you're stuck. And so it's clunky. But also, hear me out. The first time I played this was on a projector at the cutting room floor, meaning it was in a for real life movie theater. Our projector, I'm looking at it right now, was about eight feet by about six feet five feet, something like that, with surround sound stereo. So it was when Foxy or or Freddy Fazbear jumped out at you, you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. What the fuck? So um, me and Jonathan Fallen played the shit out of this game. I got to the last night, dude. I got to night five. And I'm not even kidding. I died right before 6 a.m. Golden Freddy came out and killed me. So technically, I... Didn't beat the game, but had it been one minute earlier, I would have beat the game because Golden Freddy's a bitch. But this movie, or sorry, this uh, game did scare the shit out of me. So let's talk about the movie. So the movie's coming out. Like I said, it's, even though Willy's Wonderland is a ripoff of the game, I doubt that this movie, based off the game, is going to be any better than Willy's Wonderland. I will see it Um I'm I'm not too excited about it, but the game scared the shit out of me. And uh, going over the archives while we were camping, we found a Slimec Radio episode recorded, and like I said, I think it was early 2016 or early 2015. I think I know the game came out August 8th of 2014, so I'm I'm pretty willing to guess because I remember it was winter that it was early early. 2015, because I remember being a little bit late on it. I found out about it on YouTube. Because if you typed in like Freddy, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street, for whatever reason, this game just came up because it got super popular with post millennials. And uh, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then there was a series um, that this guy really got me into it. It's called Matt Pat. You probably know about him. Um, he made his whole YouTube career based off this game. So we did a little deep diving on this and we found out that one of our childhood playgrounds known as Chuck E cheese. If you don't know what that is, it it was a pizza place that made really shitty pizza and they had animatronic um, animals, but uh, they were, you know, antipomorthized meaning they're, you know, they stand up and you had Chuck E cheese and he sang on a, on a microphone and he had a whole fucking band and, Anyway, and then they had a full-on arcade, so the kids would get their tokens, and they'd play video games and eat shitty pizza, and it was basically like a tortilla with ketchup. (laughs) It was terrible pizza, and you could win prizes, you know, like it would spit out tickets when you did things, and I don't know, it it was really cool. They had a ball pit. It was disgusting, um, but, you know, kids love ball pits. Fucking adults love ball pits. I guarantee if you go on RedTube and type in Ball Pit, um, you'll get some cool results. And they're probably just as filthy. So yeah, anyway, uh, this place existed and a real-life murder commenced here, which was the basis for this game, or at least that's what a lot of people are saying. For instance, the map at Five Nights at Freddy's in the game is based off of the map of where, like the the floor layout of where everyone was murdered. All the people murdered are based off of uh, the characters in the gap. Sorry, other way around. All the characters are based off their people who are murdered and the people that were killed, they're in certain rooms where, you know, the certain characters are. So a lot of people think this is original idea. Yes, it was, but was it? Nah, it's based off of something so um obviously it's you know creepier that it's based off a real life mass shooter and that's what we're going to talk about today um like i said this is almost 10 years at least eight years old so if the language does offend you member Um, PC protocol was a little bit different. Uh, luckily Jonathan edited this. So if something slips by, I apologize. We're obviously not here to offend you. And, uh, the quality is going to be a little bit different from what we do here because Jonathan edited this and recorded it. And like I said, technology was a little bit different. So instead of keeping rambling like I am apologizing for the product I'm just gonna let you hear it so like I said this was recorded a little while ago and I thought it was too good to shelve and because the movie's coming out I thought it was pretty shrevenant so here we are uh we're gonna talk five nights at Freddy's on slime lab love you good night I mean stay tuned but you know I I'm signing off and then the episode you know what to do shit fucking over explain myself all the time let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat delicious things to eat the popcorn can't be beat The sparkling drinks are just dandy, the chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. A Slide Wreck Original. You heard it. All right, so the game I brought I brought you on upon. Can I introduce it, dude? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I was uh, fucking bored out of my mind Saturday, and I like to go and, like many of us do, I know you do this. I call it the YouTube wormhole. Where porn, you- porn, 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 porn. YouTube? Oh, oh, sorry. No, YouTube wormhole <laughs> where you click on one thing and then it leads you to another thing and it leads you to another thing. So I subscribed to this channel, right? It's called Did You Know Gaming. It's actually really cool, and. Uh, the new video was called Friday Night or 5 Nights at Freddys and I'm yeah. like whoa what's this and it, it had a scary picture of these like animatronic things and as you know I've always been obsessed with animatronics like that- I I fucking like I I'm not like I'm kind of scared of them but not really well, ever since we were kids, we always go to Chuck E. Cheese's. We, I loved animatronics because there's right. a creepiness about. My it. My favorite time was in between songs, and you're eating your pizza, and they just shut down and look like, down. and you might see a mustache twitch, or Chuckie might blink his eye. <coughs> and it's or just they the open up their thing eyes, ever. Yeah. and I would just stand there staring at him, waiting for the show to come on. And remember, and it's like I wasn't scared; I was captivated by their yeah. their silence. You want them to move, and the and the right. crazy thing is, they power on and power off like kind of like a zombie or right. something. Right, and you look away, and your friend goes, "They just moved. They just moved." So. <laughs> and remember even uh, when uh, Antichrist Superstar came out, there was that song, All Tried Up, Died Up, and Dead to the World? <laughs> the and I always thought they should have Chuck E. Cheese animatronic theater to that, because be it's a so great creepy. video, yeah. So I, I watched this video, and it's about this game. It's a point and click game, which usually are dumb as shit, yeah. but this one is freaky as fuck, because basically you cannot move from your station. And you have to watch security cameras. Basically it's it, you're you're a night security guard at a pizza place that's closed down for the night and you're in the security room. You have basically two doors and, and you're you left and your right. Leave. And you have a video camera like screen that you pull up and, and, you, and you can, can go see the different, different yeah. rooms. Now there's the room where all the animatronics are standing there. Yeah. And they're just standing there. And they're then they start moving around. But you don't see them move. You'll click, and then you'll go, you'll click back to the screen where, like, you know, it's the fun time room. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, what's missing? Yeah. What's missing? What do I do? So, oh, fuck. So <laughs> the uh, the story about the game, though, is that, like, if the animatronics see you, they think that you're an animatronic out of your costume. So what they do is they'll shove you in a costume, killing you. And it's really creepy because a guy calls in to, like, yeah, the security office. Yeah, the phone caller, yeah. He's like, he's like, eh, yeah, don't worry about him, like, uh. You know, You'll be fine, they'll just as long moving. as you don't we, see them. We have to keep them on a free – because these are moving animatronics. He's like, we have to keep them on the free roam thing so the servos don't overload. Yeah. Whatever that means. But it sounds logical. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds <laughs> so technical, so, like, so like, you don't okay, question it. I, I could believe that. Servos, huh? <laughs> but um, anyways – Anyways, he, he goes like uh, – he says – he's like, normally, like, they've been acting up, but they're actually fine around children, but when they see adults, they just stare. And the reason why is because in the game – the game says that because there's pedophiles around, so they're like they go active on on fucking human <laughs> beings that are alone, just without kids. So anyway, they kill you if you see you. And I became obsessed with this game in a way like that one Saturday. And I looked it up and I did some research. And there's a really good uh, uh, YouTube channel called um, uh, Game Theories, and this guy. Obviously, he was obsessed with the game because he made, like, two 12-minute but see, videos this, this on it. But this is the great thing about the game. It's so simple, but the story is in the game. It yes. does tell you the story. You kind of got to figure out from clues, and it's not a major part of the game, but it is, and it makes it scary because there's so much controversy sound surrounding this yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, and, and to the point where people were guessing, wh- like, what year it was played in because your paycheck at the end is only $220. And it doesn't you, say the year, though. It doesn't. That's the date, not the but year. They, or, but— This game theory video, they say that it must be minimum wage in this one city. Uh, Hold on, fucking Aurora. Because at the time, that was the minimum wage was like four or something or other. And five nights, which is 30 hours for what you're working from 12 to 6 a.m. Must have been placed there. And wouldn't you know it, there's a real fucking story behind it. Uh, You know, I I, got to stop you. But this game, no things really scare me. But I this game when is, I, I played this game after Zach told me about it yeah. and I had to put it down after each level because I, I I you know I beat the first level and the Your second blood level, rises. I couldn't beat it because those things just pop up and scare them. And they go ah! and when they find you. It's like a jump scare, but it's also just the creepy factor around it scares you too. Yeah. I have to put down this game and think to myself, <sighs> And if you have not seen okay. it. Think gonna, about uh, think about taking every Disney character and putting in sharp teeth and making their eyes like If you have just a high anxiety, do not play this game. The no, stress no, level, you your stress level your stress level goes through the roof, dude. I had the terriblest nightmares on this game. Yeah, not, not nightmares cuz I love dreams like that, but so, I had dreams about me being a kid and these characters are strapped in my mind like uh, yeah, Freddy Fazbear, he's the main guy. Yeah. Yeah, and Dead Freddy well, and Golden Freddy. Well, anyway, so Jonathan comes home from the bar, and I just been researching this shit like all night, right? And I've been obsessed with it because of the real story behind it. And I come up to him, and, and John just comes back from the bar. I'm like, dude, you got to play this game. And so, and he kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then like, I talked to him today, and he goes, I own all three, <laughs> and I had nightmares last night by playing them. He's been like fucking binging out playing it at work and and you, I know, at you, home. You, you, once you play it you cannot stop thinking about the game and you research it online you learn all the shit they put in this game. Yeah, it's and it's, some of it's based on it's, factual things. It's kind of like you know how like we like The Ring because it's plausible kind of in a way where it's like the movie itself is kind of the movie or like Blair Witch where the movie itself could sure, be sure. real or fake. The cool thing about this game is it's it's got that same appeal where it it is based on a real story and oh man it's just so cool. All right. Well, we got it like a, a little clip that that this is based. But can on. I introduce it? Um, it already does. I mean. Well, no. Okay. Well, I've been obsessed recently with Radio uh, oh, yeah. so, uh, Lab, and so this is this is uh, we didn't get this or just totally rip off Radio Lab. We mean, just were no inspired by it, we were inspired by Radio Lab. We actually just totally fucking it actually is uh, Radio Lab. <laughs> yeah, but we do it better. Anyway, so this is our Slime Lab Part One. Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm gonna start, okay, you start. Slime, slime lab. You are listening. Slime, slime lab. lab. Slime That's lab. right, slime lab. Sharks! Uh, slime lab. Slime lab. Slime, lab. Slime, lab. slime lab. Slime lab. Okay. 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 Chuck E. Cheese, a hat-wearing rat slinging pizza and tokens. Except for now, he's got a shirt and a guitar ripping off Kurt Cobain. Hope he shoots himself in the head. Back then, it was our family place. Except for this faithful night, full night, full night. Average night, at the popular family establishment, Chuck E. Cheese, Nathan Gerard Dunlap entered a Chuck E. Cheese that night, ordered a ham and cheese sandwich, which I I never knew they had ham and cheese sandwich, I thought it was only pizza. Yeah, he probably made it, you know, like they have uh, the Hawaiian pizza, probably use that ham. Stuff for kids. Yeah. Anyways, he played uh, Hogan's Alley. You ever heard of that game? No, no. It's actually a game where they have the blue and the red guns and you shoot guys and they spin. Oh yeah, actually I have played that. Anyways, when he was done with that game, he went and hid the bathroom till closing time. Fifty-year-old time, 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 Margaret Kohlberg watched the clock. It was nearly 10 p.m. It's Tuesday night, December 1993. And the crew was getting antsy. It was a family birthday party. Stayed late. The parents were just now bundling up their two kids against the winter cold. Margaret headed back to the office to start tallying up the night's receipts. She'd go home in a few minutes after she got the teenage workers out the door. Yeah, uh, Sylvie Crowell started cleaning the salad bar. She's 19-year-old, balancing a full-time work schedule, had classes at Metro State, you know, things of this nature. But that day, she'd gone shopping with her best friend, uh, Carol Richens. Uh, before they, they clocked in for the night shift at the pizzeria, uh, Carol had just left shouting, I love you! <laughs> over the restaurant's uh, cacophony of arcade games and animated toy sounds and ball pits. Yeah, I could just picture it animatronics. now. Animatronics. My parents used to yell at me, come get pizza! And now he pretended not to hear her over yep, all that. Yeah, he wanted to stay <laughs> there with Chuck. Yeah, nearby, Ben Grant, he was a high school junior, he turned on the vacuum. And was, and uh, whirling around, helped down the noise of all the game machines and all that stuff. Right. Anyway, he tossed the cord behind him as semiantly, sucking up pizza crumbs and whatever food was left over, trampled by the little kids. Yeah, Colleen O'Connor uh, was helping close, uh, close that night, too, but she was distracted. The uh, 17-year-old had uh, called her mom during a break three hours before and found out her parents were giving her a car. 17 a good time to get a car for free, especially if you're working at Chuck e. e. Cheese's. Or a kid can be a kid. That's right. Or shoot the bad guys. In the kitchen, Bobby Stevens scrubbed away. He had been scheduled to work that day, and he needed the cash. He was just 20. Uh, he had a 7th month old baby boy at home, and uh, with the holidays coming up, he had to stop and ask for extra hours. And they gave it to him. Yeah, they pulled him into work. The small crew continued to close. It was a routine so familiar with them, you know, how when you work one of those jobs, 10 o'clock rolls around. And I know, he's just like you know the animatronics, yeah. just like a robotic motion of doing the, the same stuff yeah, you every day. Yeah, you're on autopilot at that point, especially when it's 10 o'clock and you know you're about to get off. Uh, Sylvia, uh, sh- she, did, uh, she didn't hear, uh, what was the name, Gerard coming up, or, or Nathan Gerard Dunlap. She didn't hear him. Coming up behind. This is her. the this is the uh, ham and cheese man, right? Ham and cheese man. Uh, silently, he raised a twenty five caliber semi automatic pistol to her left ear and squeezed the trigger. As she fell, he looked away. He couldn't stomach the sight of gore and blood. He moved quickly to where Ben was vacuuming. bullet entered Ben's eye, lodging in his brain as he fell to the ground. He died instantaneously. Colleen saw him coming. He was just a boy with a gun. He had two big brown eyes above his hollow cheeks, a mouth that twisted into a half-smile. Kneeling in front of him, she begged for her life, raising her arms. Fish clenched as he held the gun just 18 inches away from her head. Don't shoot! 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 Don't shoot! 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 I won't tell. I won't tell. I have you! The gunman gunman pulled the trigger. The trigger. trigger. Again. 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 Inside the kitchen, Bobby heard three sharp cracks, but he he didn't even stop working. He figured it was probably Sylvia or Colleen popping balloons from previous parties. It's a uh, perk of the job, I guess. Yeah. Popping balloons. He didn't have time to think about it, though, before the kid with the gun barged into the kitchen. Tall but grunt like a boy who is not yet a man, the intruder was wearing his jacket, gloves, with the finger holes cut out of his knuckles. And he had a baseball cap. Perched backwards to his head, stunned, Bobby started to say hello. Half smirking, the shooter raised his arm. You know why? Because he knew him. Uh, Nathan actually worked there months before and yep. was fired by the dough master. Yeah, well, apparently there was a dispute over hours on his paycheck and he took matters to the extreme. Still Nathan still <laughs> shot The bullet entered Bobby's jaw and sent him sprawling to the floor. Felt like a burn, a cigarette scorching his skin. And, and then it, it felt like a baseball bat slamming into his face. He watches a pair of black high-top shoes headed towards the office because he's still alive. Margaret was counting the money of the evening receipts. She did what he asked, opened up the safe. The last word she heard was thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. you. He shot her in the ear, then grabbed her bag, filled it with game tokens, keychains, Cards, 1,591 and some odd change. I wonder if he got any Chuck E. Cheese medallions. I mean, not tokens, tokens, but like, you know, little action figures that they have. Let's not make light of this, but those tickets probably wouldn't have been worth a lot. <laughs> he shot her again in the other ear just to make sure. Why not? Six twenty-five caliber casings dotted the floor. The shooting spree could have only lasted a few more minutes. It would only take a few hours after Chuck e. Cheese, uh, a- after the Chuck E. Cheese Massacre for the police to track down the shooter. I bet you never thought you'd say the Chuck E. Cheese Massacre in your life. I, you know, for all my life, I always wanted to say the Chuck E. Cheese Massacre. The 19-year-old Nathan Jared Dunlop was at his girlfriend's apartment. The couple had been having sex when his pager went off from his mom. Yeah, uh, she was relaying a message from the cops, actually, and the em- investigators had heard he ate dinner at the restaurant that night and wanted to ask him a few questions, obviously. He agreed to meet, but before turning to his home in the apartment he shared, the teenager washed his hands with hydrogen peroxide and jumped to the shower tried to uh, eliminate all the evidence, threw some money underneath the freezer. Uh, Back yeah. at his home, yeah. The police questioned him. Now, uh... They swapped his hands for gunshot residue and all that stuff that they normally do. All the forensics. Uh, they took his clothes into evidence, so that's where he probably messed up. Twelve hours after the murders, police returned to Dunlop's home and slapped him in cuffs. The man that survived died would him later. And they arrested him. And this was the story of the Chuck E. Cheese massacre. Thank you for listening to Slime Lab. Slime Lab. Slime Lab. Slime Lab. Slime Lab. Slime Lab, Slime Lab, Slime Lab, Slime Lab. I think that's worth a uh, radio lab lesson, right? Sure. Why not? Um, I just thought of this. Uh, I wonder if the birthday massacre got their name from this. Because uh, uh, this wasn't a birthday, though. I mean, yeah, it was. Remember? There's, there's plenty of people's birthdays going on at Chuck E. Cheese. No, but remember the reason why um, they stayed late was because there was a birthday party. Oh, sure. But there's always a birthday party. Yeah, but not where there's a massacre afterward. Well, no. Hence, birthday massacre. Okay. All right. Just Get saying. Um. Hey, uh, Jonathan, why don't you throw out our email right now? Uh, Islamicradioatlive at live.com. Um, if you want us to do a quote unquote Radio Lab esque story on something, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us a link, and then we'll we'll try to uh, you know Radio Lab it. Yeah, we'll, we'll slime lab it. Slime lab it. There you go. Um. Yeah, man. So now we just talked about the game, and and uh, normally we don't obsessed about shit like that but after hearing that story i became obsessed with it as did he and it's just so weird how like i was thinking about like the ring or like uh here's here's the thing though the the four people that were murdered are the four characters in the game pretty much they're like the way uh where are stationed and where the they were shot or is like kind of where they're shot like how it means to their character sort of yeah like uh for instance uh the, the character Freddy, he he'll appear and he doesn't do anything. He'll just appear and he goes, "It was you." Comes to make me think that you are the shooter, kind of living. No, no, out. that's that's the uh, that's Foxy, the character who's in Pirates Cove. No, no, I'm saying Freddy, uh, Golden Freddy. He appears in the room and he goes, "It was you," and that makes me think that you actually are the no, shooter. No, that you're thinking of Foxy because when Foxy leaves, no, his no, Foxy's cove, the fucker that runs around and sees, right. I know, but when he leaves his cove, it says it's me. And you're reading that yourself because you are the killer. What it actually is or what people theorize is that this guy, Nathan Dunlap, this these are his dreams. Because in the game, once it, it is 6 o'clock, all the lights come on, everything's fine. Yeah. And you live another day. And that's basically like it's these are supposed to be Nathan's wait a nightmares. Wait a minute. I got it. Wait a minute. All right. The but here's is- one thing. Hold on. Golden Freddy is slumped over and pretending to be dead, and his eyes are closed. Just like the dude that got shot in the mouth that ID'd him, he slumped over. And the phone call guy goes, why don't you slump over and play dead? Right. No, you can do that in part one, right? Yeah. You can- no, no, you can't. You he goes... Actually, you probably shouldn't do that because they might think you're a suit and they'll shove a exoskeleton in right, you. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I think that the the reason why Golden Freddy is the survivor is he goes, "It's you," and he appears there, slumped over, and he. You well, know. they're saying Golden Freddy doesn't actually exist. No, I saw him in the game, I when I played it. So. No, no, he's there, but like he always disappears. And you reappears. know, the camera that's blacked out and he goes audio only. Right. That's where Golden Freddy is because you didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So anyway. Wow, so that's a pretty heavy game. If you guys want to check it out, we're not sponsoring it or anything. I just really, really became obsessed with it. Show sure, Jonathan, of course, he
1: Anyways, loves the, the creeper that, shit. That so.
0: Nathan Dunlop guy, he, like, of course, he got death row, and he's like, "Can uh, we play Des- guess he's, the race?" He's, he, I, I don't even know. Le- I actually know what he is. Oh, he- <laughs> why don't you guess <laughs> the race? Is he a yo-yo? you yeah. oh, crazy. Is he crazy? They're out of their minds. Look him up the right now. Don't yo yos And fans, you could play at home while Jonathan looks him up. I'm not going to look him up, dude. Okay, he's typing away. It turns out to be a bunch of yo-yos. They're just this crazy motherfuckers, you know? But actually, that yeah, he's on death row waiting for lethal injection and shit like that. But actually, he might get off, not for the whole thing, but off of death row because they found out he was bipolar. And do you know how they figured that out? You know what he did? What? He smeared his teeth with shit, his own shit. That is not what a bipolar person does. Yeah, but like he also, uh, look, he's a fucked up kid. Anyways, what well, you know, his stepdad raped his fucking sister. And okay, the that's that's him, not bipolar. That's, that's I know, but like he's trying to like get off on shit. You that's know? just PTSD. You can't be bipolar. Is Dude, bipolar Everyone everyone can be like categorized as bipolar though. You feel sad, you're fucking bipolar No, now. no, no, no. That you're you're a, a depressed or chronic depressed. Yeah, But look, drug companies want to slang everything. So doctors will prescribe it just to like fund the drug companies and give There's them money. There's a so, huge like, a... difference between being bipolar and I being a fucking psychopath killer. But look, you have to be Yeah, I guess. A psychopath is somebody that doesn't feel any. They have a low EQ. He must not. I mean, he must because, like, how would you just you are fired from Chuck E. Cheese, cheese and you just kill everyone? I, mean, I can see robbing the place. You know, the thing is, is being fired from Chuck E. Cheese is probably a blessing in disguise. <laughs> like, you should move on to right. greener pastures. You know, yeah, jail. I mean, <laughs> we. <laughs> wow, shit. Oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I mean. Dude, he's a black dude in jail, and he's 19. He's going to be with his peers. Mm-hmm. You but suck I, the bell, dude. You, well, I just like to stamp on it. But. A Slime Wreck original. You heard it. First. <laughs>